Hello and welcome to this AFL Life. I'm your host, Alison Smirnoff, and I'm flying solo. My regular co-hosts have uh, gone and found themselves employed by AFLW clubs. Julia Kiera is now the player welfare manager at Carlton. And of course, Megan McDonald has been signed by the Mighty Cats. So this AFL Life will uh, sound a bit different over the next couple of weeks. Uh, I'll be sitting down with some in-depth chats with some of your favourites. To kick us off, I sat down with our very own Meg Mack about her journey back to AFLW. Hers is definitely a story of uh, dedication and perseverance. And personally, I've been lucky enough to have a front row seat over the last couple of years. And I'm just so thrilled to see her back in the AFLW. So enough from me. Here's my chat with Meg. Well, I'm joined by my This AFL Life co-host, Megan McDonald. Hey Al, how are you going? (laughs) I'm good. So... Meg, can you just tell the listeners what you've been up to? Uh, starting from when? <laughs> when we signed off in the last podcast? Maybe, yeah. Uh, so I would have been in pre-season at the time um, mm-hmm. and then went back to um, Darabin, obviously, for v- for VFL season. Played there. Uh, had a – it was a different season. Mm. I think I had a good season personally, but the team was completely different and, and – um, I suppose, I don't know how deep we want to get into it straight off the bat. Well, we but can get... Let me just yeah, tell you my life yeah, my yeah. life footy story. Let's get okay. into it. <laughs> um, so, obviously, a lot of the star power from the team wasn't there, um, or at least wasn't able to be as consistently on field, uh, which I tried to take as an opportunity to um, play... Well, I, I think I took the responsibility of being one of the one of the leaders during the um, pre-season and then trying to assert myself on the field, lead the back line, that sort of thing. Had a successful year. The team's year wasn't as successful. Didn't quite hit six premierships or the final series, but that's mm-hmm. okay. It was just missed out. Just missed out. Um, and I was signed as an expansion player to Geelong in August. I think. I think that was before the season was finished. So, um, since then, off-season, pre-season, and we've just played two rounds of APLW. So, let's go back a <laughs> I little took that bit. slow and then I went really fast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> let's go back just a little bit. Yes. For go those on. that haven't listened to the whole back catalogue of this mm-hmm. AFL life, I started playing footy in 2015. Yes, I did. Yep. Um I had a look this afternoon. You played oh, did seven you? Division One games and five senior games in your first season. Before my body gave up. Yeah. <laughs> then you played in the 2016 Premiership? Yes. Yep. Uh, as a forward. As a ha, forward. Ha, 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 ha. <laughs> <laughs> then you um, signed with the Western Bulldogs as a free agent? Yep, free agent. Last spot on the list. So you played about four games in that in that first season, uh, you were delisted at, at the end of the season, came back, played in another premiership at Darabin mm-hmm. pre-season, and then we're back to now. Yes. I just want to kind of touch on, and, and probably I do want to dive a bit deeper about, I, I've heard you say in other interviews that you had a lot of things to work on. <laughs> um, yeah, d- yep. 
and still do, in fact, Al. Yeah, look, don't we all? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but I guess I just want to kind of talk about that a little bit more, especially for for girls that maybe have missed out on AFLW list spots, etc. Um, how did you actually attack the whole thing? Were there certain elements to it? Was it was it parts of your game? Was it your physique? Was it your mindset? All those kinds of things. So I think I, I think an important thing was that I believed that I had the ability to get back to AFL. Yeah. Um, we'll start with that. I knew that um, the league would be expanding, and that I hadn't played a significant amount of. I had one proper preseason to mm-hmm. that point, then and then the AFL preseason. Uh, and I think it was a there were I see it in stages. So I think mm. when I left the Bulldogs, uh, I think they spoke about my body a little bit. And um, at that stage, I was still trying to trying to be a forward. So I think I pretty quickly went to see a sports dietitian, and um, I'm probably not that different in weight now. But I knew that my body composition had to change. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I did that leading into that season's draft. Um, I think from the point that I left the dogs, I think Jane Darabin coach moved me to the back line, mm-hmm. and I'd always I'd sort of played a bit of both at Darabin, and but I ended up playing in the back line more more permanently. Um, worked through that season, then I think, I mean that was a huge a huge year for Darabin. Um, mm. All the star power that I referred to before were were largely still there, still playing. Um, VFL was the grand final was at Etihad. Yeah. VFL, I think, was still a huge, not that it's not a huge deal anymore, but it was still it was viewed differently as opposed to now where it's sort of becoming a well, a development yeah, or it's, it's a, trying to rebrand yeah, itself. Development league for uh, yeah. AFLW, essentially. Yeah, it? I think that first that first season after the first AFL wasn't that as such. So I had hopes then of of getting picked back up. I think I spoke to I spoke to a couple of clubs and I felt that I'd. Improve. It, I felt that I'd improved, and I. Oh, this is what I was going to say. Um, <laughs> I sort of also knew that I probably looked at what I did at the Bulldogs and thought I ticked the boxes in terms of everything that was asked for me, um, asked of me when I was at training. Yep. Um, did all the running, in all the stuff that you're supposed to do, um, without probably looking at it as I came to in that. Um, I had to make up ground on the competition if I wanted to go back into AFLW. So um, that it wasn't enough just to do what everyone else was seeming to do. Um, And the best players aren't doing that anyway. They're doing extras and they're making sure that they're trying to live as much as they can as 24-hour, seven-day-a-week athletes. So that was where the dietitian stuff came from. The footy side of things, that's what I mean by there wasn't an aspect of the game I couldn't improve on. I... You just got to play more footy. footy. Mm. You got to improve your kick. <laughs> you <laughs> have to improve your mark, your understanding of the game. And then I was sort of trying to learn a new position. And the biggest thing for me, I found, was having confidence once I had the football. Yeah. Um, being able to, whether it's write a tackle, um, take the game on, not treat it like hot potato. I think you're becoming comfortable um, as part of the part of the team in that way. So I think I I'd started that by the time the next draft came around, but I hadn't quite – I didn't have the confidence that I had this most recent season. Yeah. Um, probably because I was still very aware that I was playing in a team of champion players and 
in terms of my psychology with that sort of thing. I wasn't, mm. I, I don't know, it was just a, um, I had to navigate that a little bit until the point where um, I was then back into a preseason where the AFLW girls weren't there because I'd missed out on that, um, on that draft. Now, I knew at that the point of that draft that expansion hadn't happened yet, that I'd had positive feedback on what I'd done to this point and I keep going and I believed and other people as much as you want self-belief, it's nice when other people say to yeah. you, I think you can still make AFLW. Yeah. So then I went back into, I think two things happened then. I, I started seeing an exercise physiologist. Yep. I feel like I subbed in exercise physiology for diet, one out, one in. Mm-hmm. Um, not that I started eating hamburgers, but... Uh, but you'd established... Yeah, you yeah. know. An eating better, routine. Better eating habits. <laughs> uh, and... So then I knew that I knew that my size and my sort of st- I could be a strong, powerful player that could yep. be an asset um, in my game if I worked on that side of the th- that side of things. I was becoming more comfortable in the gym, and I went to see a physio slash exercise physiologist just to get that extra programming and mm-hmm. work out how I could become a key position player. Um, so I worked on that, and then on field wise, as I said, I was back at Darabin it was the I remember thinking it was the first time that I was in the top few players in the group that I was training with Mm -hmm. um to that point I had walked into Darabin and everyone was awesome at footy Mm. at least I perceived them to be that way and I guess you are when you've won that many premierships amazing players and then you're into AFLW and I still had that sense of oh I was the last on the list pro tip get over that <laughs> but uh, that's easier said but than done I was just going to ask with with that um the the last preseason at Darabin and and that feeling of yeah actually I'm in the top ha- handful here now did that give you confidence in itself I don't know that it gave me confidence it gave me an opportunity to try things that I probably was mm-hmm. nervous about before yeah I think Jess Dalpos said to me I was talking to her about training and I can't remember her exact words, but it was just basically put people on their bums if you want to. <laughs> so it might be something like trying to shrug a tackle or trying to fend someone off. Still haven't done that. but um, Or taking the harder kick or directing players around me, um, knowing that at least subconsciously I, wasn't, I was no longer thinking, well, there are two people that might lead for this ball before I get it. And I'm not saying that that was never how it was coached, but I think when you come into that kind of team, sometimes you can think that. Mm. Whereas I guess I sort of started to think that I would, I was the one. I could take the game on. I could um, get vocal at training. I knew more about footy. I was more comfortable in my own ability. And I felt that ability growing. I think that's the other thing. I, I was more and more confident in my skill set and my body mm. um, and my fitness and all that. So I think that's how I'd speak about that pre-season and then the season started and I had two good first games I think I saw I saw a fair bit of the ball and um I thought oh well that worked (laughs) um genius working hard works (laughs) um and I sort sort of went from there I know it's up and downs during ups and downs during the season but um yeah I'd established myself as a key defender well, you did have a ripper of a season. Um, Thanks, but Al. <laughs> one of my other questions is, you know, working on 
um, aspects of your game, that you know, the intricate... Oh, I forgot another element, but yeah, keep going. Yeah, the intricate aspects of your game. How, how did you go about seeking to improve that? The thing that I remember that I didn't say was that I really tried to make a point of leaning into AFLW Season 2 and yep. consuming as much of it as I could. I watched a lot of footy. You kindly had me on to the podcast. <laughs> um, I live with some players. And I tried to watch and think, how, you know, what are the better players in the competition doing, skill-wise, mm. that sets them apart. So it was things like taking a ground ball without stopping. Mm. I, you know, ground ball gets. Th- and they're all, the fun- they're all fundamental things. So... I had that list of things to things to work on, things that I thought was were pretty key to that distinguish the top players from, mm. say, VFL players or the next yep. the next level down. And you know, go to training a little bit early. Yep. Get the hurdles out. You saw me do a lot well, of hurdles. A lot of hurdles. I made sure I set up those <laughs> hurdles for you. <laughs> yeah, you did. <laughs> um, I did a lot of footwork stuff, uh, and then I think you just focus on on things like maximizing your time at training. So maybe the drill is about handballing or maybe it's marking. We'll say it's a marking, contested yep. marking. You get the ball and then you have to return the ball to the coach and people are lazy with that kick all the time. And I'm like, no, 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 that kick has to be, Yep. this is sounding very obvious stuff. But anyway, they were my focuses, <laughs> you know, trying to keep it, trying to keep it basic, cliche, cliche, get the most out of your mm. training. Yeah, but I think, I mean, it's just interesting because I think some players, you know, having been delisted would maybe just not consume any AFLW in the next season, mm. it would be a sore point. But you actually went towards it. Another point. <laughs> We're just going through the backlog of things I've thought about yeah. football <laughs> for two years. Um, was that I knew that I liked football and AFLW and my experience of AFLW for a, a lot more, for many more reasons than playing the game, playing the four games that I did. Mm. So I think... Whether or not I was going to be guaranteed getting back in, because you're never going to be guaranteed that, I wanted to experience those things even though I wasn't on a list. So things like the joy of going to training with a team, Mm -hmm. those friendships that you form with your teammates, being in the gym and getting fitter, I find that really enjoyable. I find getting better really enjoyable. (laughs) (laughs) That's genius, but the better you get, the... More you get to touch the ball, mm-hmm. generally speaking. Um, so I think that was my motivation for, I said, leaning in for trying to consume it in that way because I liked what it was, how culturally significant it was, all the debates around it, everything we spoke about on the podcast. Mm. I was a fan as much as anything else, so to try and cut it out seemed silly. Yeah. Um, and the things that might frustrate you, I think there are probably people. Um, women who are, think they are deserving of, of a spot on a list or that there um, have been opportunities given to some people that they've missed out on, rightly or wrongly. I tried to think, I tried to position that as sort of motivating. Like, yeah. As long as there are people that I think I'm better than in the league or can be better than, that gives me hope of re-entering it. Yeah. If everyone was as good as Manny Prasparkas, <laughs> I don't have a hope of getting <laughs> back in. Um so I think they're the things that can frustrate people. Um, you know, there's a lot of social media around that that can alienate people. It's everyone's just doing their mm. thing, trying to be um, trying to be part of the movement. So, yeah, I suppose that was my focus. And was 
the the people that you surrounded yourself with was that another oh element you want to as shout well? Out? <laughs> What's that? Give her a shout out. Me? Oh yeah. No. <laughs> I just want you to talk about how influential I was on your. <laughs> no no no. Um. Well, you were. I, I don't want to just say because I'm on here. The podcast was very important. <laughs> it was. Yep. I loved watching every game each weekend. We dissected it. I just, I really gave me an outlet for my love of football mm. that was not going to the club and getting my kit. <laughs> um, so you out, Julia, who is not here right now, but mm. was obviously, ve- she's very important to me in my, in my life. Um, I go to her for a lot of advice and it's not just football, but she was my backline coach at yep. the Falcons that past season. Uh, she, I don't know, what can you say about Julia? Beautiful woman. She's, yeah. She's beautiful human. Yeah, she's yeah. a beautiful human and not to go into uh, – well, whatever. She's just – she's the best. Carlton are lucky. <laughs> Carlton, <laughs> Carlton are lucky. But I think she's a great um, advisor. Like yeah. She in, works in social work. Yes. <laughs> um, yes. So, yeah, those people – I think I was very – everyone – Rightly pumps up Darabin a lot, but I was very lucky to walk into a club um, that was so supportive and had such a focus on on-field excellence and the culture of a community club mm. um, that I think naturally the people that I was already surrounded by were very supportive. Mm. And then there's Dad. Dad. Gordy. Oh, Gordy. If you want an RFI, you just ask Dad. <laughs> But also, if you want a kicking partner, ask Dad. Thanks, Dad. <laughs> okay, so don't miss a training session. Don't miss a game. <laughs> oh, yeah, don't miss a training session. Um, Made sure to <laughs> let everyone know I hadn't. <laughs> um, player's player. Um, oh. <laughs> successful year, in inverted commas, at Darabin. Um, probably from maybe from individual perspective, not so much team success. Um, Darabin season finishes bit of a break head down to Geelong for pre-season so slightly different scenario for you 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 have the confidence coming off the 2018 VFL season you walk into a squad that has played quite a bit of footy together and a back line that's played a bit of footy together how did you approach that so I can't really say how it would have been if I had have ended up going to the draft and been lucky enough to be picked up by a, by a, an established team, a, no, a non-expansion team. But I think it certainly helped that although the girls had played a lot of football together, it was an, it was a new it was going to be a new team with mm. new members. Yeah. Uh, so when I was signed, I think I was the I think there were about 10, 10 to 15 people that were already on the list yeah. and then they obviously had a big draft pool, but it was when I went down to have a look at Geelong, be interviewed by them. It was a weird kind of two-way thing, I think. <laughs> um, you know, they as they might be prone to do, I don't know, but they made me feel very valued and very like I was – that I'd been sought out, that they understood how I was as a player. There were two Falcons that were there already, mm-hmm. two that are very important to my footy career. Yep. Asta, shout out. She should have been in the list of people that I surrounded myself with. Mm-hmm. I ask her a lot of footy advice because yep. she has been in it a long time. Mm-hmm. And won't pump your tires up unless yes, she doesn't sugarcoat. Well, she just no, she doesn't sugarcoat, but she d- she's got a beautiful balance of mm. get better at this. You're doing this well, yeah, that sort of thing. Um, so she was there already. 
I just got put into the, you know, I got put into the back line and go from there. I think it's just a, it's a very welcoming club. It has a, it had a very similar vibe to me to Darabin, you know, the connection to the community and um, that sort of thing. And I just went about trying to, I guess in a similar way to the, to the season, to the pre-season at Darabin, work, work hard when I'm there and when I'm not there and... Yeah, find a connection with the back line. You played a lot of footy with Elise O'Day, quite well known for music playlists, pre-match. How know where this up. is going. Is this about... No, well, I just want to know who who takes that mantle at Geelong. Oh, Rocky does a fair few playlists. I think she led the way across pre-season, the gym sessions. Uh, Mads Kerrick did round one. Mm-hmm. I don't know who's going to go for the rest of time. But it's, it's quite an eclectic taste. Um, but the, we've got a lot of young girls and they're very they're very good on their music choices. Mm. But then we'll throw something in. Vanessa Amorossi. <laughs> <laughs> so we were going, wow. I think there was a theme that the theme was, you know, pump up. <laughs> I'm coming back from a Saturday training with Melissa Hickey and we'd been listening to Delta, um, Vanessa, mm. Whitney. So we said that the theme this week was going to be empowerment. Yep. You know, you know, Delta sitting on top of the world. Mm. So we put Vanessa's shine in their <laughs> classic song yes. from the turn of the century. Yep. They did not know. They Crickets. did not know the song shine. My God. Anyway. You win some, you lose some. Even there I are some that, that asked a request that I don't know. So I thought you were going to ask me about, you know, how's the drive been? You'd well, be the first to ask. <laughs> well, I feel like you're leading me there. So how has the how's drive, the drive been? been? Are, well, you, are you listening to music? Is it conversation or is it podcasts? Mm, so my rough routine is Tuesday mm-hmm. <laughs> on the way down. The Guilty Feminist is... Re- um, released on a Monday, so yep. way down, guilty fam. The way back, probably music. Mm-hmm. Thursday, probably a phone call on the way down. Oh yeah, like a right. long phone call. Yeah, okay. Uh, and on haven't, the way, home, haven't received one of those oh, so yet. Sorry, <laughs> thanks. <laughs> on the way back, I think maybe only once have I not spoken to Asta on the phone <laughs> <laughs> to debrief the week's training. Uh. Um. And Saturday, we usually carpool. So, yep. I've got a bit of a routine. If it's getting late and I'm tired. So, last night, I was really, I was not feeling it. I yep. wanted to be home. Yes. <laughs> so, Disney got a, got a run. <laughs> Disney? Yeah. If if it's music on the way home, it has to be something I can sing along to. Yeah, okay. Or can try and sing along to. Right. Yeah. So, sometimes as great as it is to listen to Beyonce. Yeah. I can't get there. <laughs> I can pretend I can get there with like Missy Higgins. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know. In the preseason, the Geelong Cats posted a Coachella lineup. Mate, I and know they, they did. <laughs> completely. You better bet I brought that up. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Missed opportunity. Meg Mac. My God. I hope you did you did bring it up. Well, what was with it? the playing group, not with the, oh. not with the, media, <laughs> not with the media team. team. I just walked straight in because I think it was pre-Christmas. Yeah. It was pretty early days. <laughs> Walk right in and say, 
give me my name back. <laughs> oh, well, I was going to tweet it, so. Oh, well, you should have. <laughs> oh, I couldn't. <laughs> I'm still trying to navigate what I can and can't say on Twitter. It's like if someone gives you a pump up post, yeah. tweet. Mm. Do you say thank do you? Do you say thank you? Do you retweet it? <laughs> I don't know. It's just a like. It's just a like, just to make sure my mum's seen it. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I saw Melissa Hickey posted something about you. <laughs> yeah, mum. Yep. <laughs> um, we talk. <laughs> uh, Meg Mac. Yeah, no. I've been called Meg Mac since day one of the first football training I ever went to. Yep. Aliso Day. Mm-hmm. I turned up. I said my name was Meg. She goes, oh, do you know the artist Meg Mac? <laughs> it was pretty. It's 2015, so she was yeah. new. Yeah. Because uh, Junior's very across music. Oh. My word. She's, yeah, um, a guru. And I said, oh, well, funnily enough, my surname starts with a muck, so I do I do know Meg Mac. Meg Mac. And that's how it happened. Yeah. Well, I feel like I want to do a little bit of a public service announcement on your behalf as well. Oh, is this the Megan thing? Um, <laughs> no. Okay. Stop <coughs> guessing. Meg Mac. Tick. Tick. <laughs> <laughs> Megan McDonald. Tick. <laughs> yeah, keep coming. Meg McDonald. Um, no tick. Well, <laughs> you sound like a dickhead. <laughs> Can you say dickhead? <laughs> well, no, I, I appreciate that you like balance. <laughs> so, I just think when in print my name looks more balanced when it's the full version, version of my first yeah. name. But in, you know, in we're person? speaking in yeah. person, Meg is so fun. Okay. Any variation of Meg. Other than Megan and Megan, <laughs> <laughs> no Megan. Um, but but getting back to getting back to music. So you were born in nineteen. 19- oh, I don't like this. Is where this is going. No, yeah. you were born in nineteen ninety one. Yes. Some <laughs> some classic songs were released in nineteen ninety one, including Horses. Really, <laughs> I didn't know that. Um, Ice Ice Baby, I'm Too Sexy. Oh yeah. So I'm just wondering if you knew what the number one song was in Australia when when you were born. Can I get a genre? <laughs> I don't. I don't know. Well, maybe technically musical. Musical. Was it? But the movie, the movie attached to this musical, or this music, wasn't released in 1991. Oh boy! Can I just tell you because it's too yeah. good? Yeah. Okay, the number one song. I don't in think June. I'm gonna know it. <laughs> yeah, keep going. <laughs> Nineteen ninety one was. The I've never seen Flashdance. Was the Grease Mega Mix? Oh, <laughs> yeah, Sandy. 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 <laughs> I don't even. Which bits of Mega Mix? Just the whole. It's just like a, a mishmash of like three or four songs from Grease. Okay. I'd like Grease, but I wouldn't say it's my go-to yeah. movie, movie musical. I'm just, I'm just wondering if you think... I'd look good in leather. No, okay. but if you think that somehow informs you as a person. Grease. Um, not really. I quite... No. I was going to say something about relating to Stocker Channing's character. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's, that's not me at all. <laughs> I know I can't honestly... I want to say yes, but I can't honestly say so. Yeah, that's um, fair. Sorry. Oh, the only thing I would say about Greece is that I love musicals. That's really well, not as, <laughs> about as general as you can be. <laughs> but I do like them. 
So this is you've probably had this a bit since round one, but describe that game and that experience. Go. Okay, uh, uh, which moment of round one? Well, I mean, look, the whole thing. I mean, I got there really early because I was super paranoid about not getting a seat. I know, disappointingly, you're not disappointed with 18,000, but 35 would have been, I would have been much more nervous. (laughs) 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 No, so I, funnily enough, not funnily enough for me, actually, just standard procedure, (laughs) but... (laughs) You I, were late? I, no, no. <laughs> no, I love being there early. <laughs> um, so, I really hadn't gone there in my head, I think. Mm. I hadn't been thinking, oh, this is going to be so exciting. It's going to be such a big deal. Until I left work on the Thursday beforehand, going to the final training before we were playing. And I got really excited. <laughs> yes. <laughs> It's so soon. This is so exciting. And I also thought to myself, this does not bode well for training tonight. <laughs> I am not going to be able to. Um, but if I'm excited, I need, I'm person, I need to just keep it chill is if it I'm like, going to perform. Was it like... Was I it get like, shaky hands. Was it like, you know, grand final week excitement? Yeah, I think so. Um, mm. In my experience of grand final week, for sure, it was like that. Mm. Um, but... I mean, you also do have the constant coach in your ear and that sort of thing saying, it's round one. It's round one. Um, And on top of that, so much is made of AFLW and how intense the season is and win-loss and if you lose one, it's all over. But I think there's an added layer at Geelong that the future is bright. Mm. And that's not just – no one's ever said we're not focusing on this season. You want to win every – you know, I go out to win, everyone else goes out to win. There's Mm. no reason we can't be successful this season. But there's it's just round one, and it's year one, as well. I think yeah. that's also calming mm. in a way. Um, but Thursday, very excited. I could not. I for the whole preseason, I didn't train that poorly. I trained so badly <laughs> that Thursday night. <laughs> I was kicking off my shin. I was Tom Stewart was laughing at me. <laughs> We're doing this drill like a release handball drill mm. and he blows the whistle and you have to kick. He would wait for it to get in my hands every time then blow the whistle because he thought it was funny that I was missing him by 20 metres, across 20 metres. <laughs> by 20 metres, across 20 metres. I'd say to myself, this happens all the time. Yeah, It's totally fine. doesn't mean anything for Saturday. So I tried to shake those nerves on Friday, but I was also really aware that that had, ha- because that was good that that had happened. I was like, that was my nervous energy. Yep. Got it out. Mm-hmm. Turns out I was still quite nervous <laughs> when I arrived on the Saturday. Yeah. How do, um, I have a feeling you're going to tell me about the warm-up maybe. Oh, yeah, the warm-up. Oh, well, I was kind of okay inside and then we went out for the first warm-up and mm. you get a sense of the crowd. Mm-hmm. And I think I just relaxed. First few kicks, not great. I'm sure you've heard me refer to the fact that they weren't, they weren't tumbling backwards. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I, re- I don't know. I just really managed to, to I think, chill out. You look at the crowd and it was one of those things where that whole stand you would have been in because mm. it was a hot day. So, and yeah. half the ground was sort of full. But it wasn't that I can't hear myself think sound. It was just mm. this, oh, this is lovely. Yeah. <laughs> this is great. <laughs> everyone's chilling. And I think it is like that. It's not this, rah. Mm. It's, it was just uh, everyone get around each other. Um, and then, I mean, there's nothing like your first kick being a kick in 
for nerves. <laughs> but <laughs> hit Nina, which was yep. great. I think I might have been aiming for Maddie. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. <laughs> hit the first kick. It's an and effective then I was, kick. <laughs> yeah, and then I managed to, I think, managed to relax from there. Obviously, until it got a bit tight. Mm. Mm. At which point, I tried to clear the kick into the corridor. We all did things in those five last yep. few minutes that could have turned out poorly. The moment I remember really hearing the crowd was when Nina had a set shot um, to try and put us in front. And the crowd, I remember coming up on the scoreboard who had the ball and I remember hearing mm. hearing the crowd then. The crowd was, I mean, I was sitting on that wing where all the crowd was, but they were amazing. I mean, Yeah, like, it was a beautiful vibe. Yeah, like the, the – um, the applause that Maddie Boyd got when she came up to the interchange bench, even oh. like early in the game, was just beautiful. Because she's beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> beautiful Geelong girl. Yeah. Yeah. I can't really, really can't speak highly enough of the team and, and how the rapport we have with each other and how I think connected those girls are to the town. I don't have as much of a sense of that, mm. but I have – a different sense where they, I have felt very welcomed by um, that existing community. Mm. Happy we won. So, I mean, describe that that moment, siren sounds, win by a point, crowd erupts. Double fist. <laughs> yes! <laughs> I remember knowing that there were, I think, four seconds to go at a ball up maybe. There was a stoppage. And Maddie... Um, Carrick cleared I think she got a clearing kick out mm-hmm. This is all from memory um, And yep. At that point I knew So it wasn't a siren Woo woo was that mm. Oh yes <laughs> Yeah Three seconds Siren Yeah um, <laughs> And then I think I Just got around um, Anna T And Cass Blakeway Who mm-hmm. are little, My little backline friends Yep We'd It had been coming in quite a lot in the past couple in the last couple of minutes so sweet relief mm. and mm. then just just happy i think that's it's pretty like a basic feeling yeah just well just yeah historic moment yeah i think only in the cu- the next day and then the day after that you're looking back thinking that was awesome and how much of it being awesome was the win Mm. If that makes sense. Yeah. I don't know how it would have felt if we didn't win. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it certainly makes the drive home much more enjoyable. Yeah. A couple of my teammates didn't realise you could see the score. You could see the clock. Oh really? Oh yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> we get in after the after the game, and I said, told, I, I spoke as I just did then. I said, oh, Maddie got that kick out, and I was like, yeah, we've won. <laughs> and they said, how did you know there was only four seconds to go? <laughs> I said. <clears throat> Are you kidding me? <laughs> My back line, like girls in the back line. I'm not going to name names, Becky Webster. <laughs> I was like, Becky, I said it was on the scoreboard. She goes, oh, I only saw the clock counting up. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> anyway, we're cle- we've cleared that up. Yep. She now knows where to look. Yep. <laughs> wow. <laughs> okay, so Meg, two games don't make a season, but, you know, Premierships aside, because I'm sure that would be everyone's ultimate goal. Um, what what are you hoping to get out of this first season at Geelong? I think, and this is probably an answer strongly influenced by 
this the past game. I think I would like us to start establishing a recognisable brand of football and start playing the way we would like to play. I think that fell down a little bit on the weekend. Um, speaking about the, the Bulldogs game, um, we probably went back into our shells a little bit. So, and when you play a team like the Bulldogs, you see a team that has been able to develop that for two years mm-hmm. and has the confidence to execute, um, to try things and who know how to win. I think we've watched um, a couple of teams who know sort of how to get it done and I think we're obviously a, a very young team, especially in terms of AFL experience, mm. even the ones that aren't 18 years old. So I think if we can start playing to our strengths a little bit more, um, that would be, I think, the main goal. You know, if we can generate some stuff from the back line, um, as you say, get it on the outside, that would be the, the team goal. Because um, then I think it makes – well, I couldn't – I guess I can't say, but uh, that's the frustrating thing about losing is when you look at all the opportunities you didn't you didn't take mm. or you didn't try. Mm. Uh, so I think – I want to get to a stage as a team where we can do that um, and execute. Personally, I would just... I just just have specific things in my game that I would like to work on. Um, (laughs) To quote a coach of mine from the weekend, well, at the moment you're good at getting the ball. (laughs) Um, So... (laughs) Throw her under the keep throwing under the bus <laughs> with that one. <laughs> Stop goals. Tom Stewart would like me to say, What's what is the plan for the year? Stop, Stop goals. goals. <laughs> Kick more. Stop more. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not lie. I want to, I want to kick a running goal from half back. Oh, yeah. Can you? Can you please do that? I don't know if I can, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> well, I mean, you're. I think your, your first intercept mark in round one, um, I cried. <laughs> no, you didn't. I did. I seriously <laughs> no, cried. you didn't. I did. I was so goddamn proud. Um, Thank you. And Thank you. I don't mean to I was so inappropriately laugh when people say stuff like that. <laughs> but no, seriously did. And I know that other people cried as well. Who? <laughs> <laughs> M-Tel Poz. <laughs> <laughs> She's or a mess. At, or at the very least, just beaming with pride. Um, but... Meg, thank you so much for the chat. I'm sure our listeners are missing hearing you every week, but it was great. <laughs> I wouldn't have thought. No, I th- well, they just send me their phone numbers. I'll call them on the way to Geelong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm sure certain <laughs> other people will consider that sweet relief. <laughs> um, but I'm sure they're getting a kick out of seeing you in the number 11 as well. Um, so thanks for the chat. Thank you, Al, and thank you for revisiting. And your part in getting me to this point. <laughs> Thanks, mate.